Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. First computer bug was a real moth. A guy put black vomit into his eyeballs for science. This and more on Surprisingly Brilliant, our new podcast from Seeker. iHeartRadio is number one for podcasts, but don't take our word for it. Find Surprisingly Brilliant on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts. Willie's podcast is brought to you by Countertops and Cabinetry by Design. Cunningham here. When it comes to your home, you want the best quality for the best price. Countertops and Cabinetry by Design is the best. Get new countertops installed in as little as two weeks online at cacbydesign.com. This is a special podcast presentation from 700wlw.com. This is Bill Cunningham On Demand. Choice Hotels. Econo Lodge and Roadway Inn Hotels are serving up double points for every qualifying stay. Book at choicehotels.com. Now, here's the man who's been recognized as radio's best. The recipient of not one, but two prestigious Marconi Awards for his broadcast excellence. The one and only, Bill Cunningham. All right, Billy Cunningham, the great American, with you this uh, glorious Sunday night. And uh, first of all, I want to say that it's an honor to be with you between Alaska and Florida, Maine and Hawaii, this show is heard in every county, in every village, in every hamlet, in every state in this great country of ours. And I don't take that responsibility lightly. So later on tonight, we have a, a guest on from Newsmax TV, James Herson from Los Angeles. From the East Coast is Brigitte Gabriel, who's written extensively about what's happening to American freedom. And from the heartland is Congressman Thomas Massey who was part of the effort to try to have the Congress stay in session. You may recall on Friday, without a hearing, without witnesses, without any uh, cogitation of whatever character, Nancy Pelosi, having lost, I think, 14 or 15 Democrats who are moderate, passed a $3 trillion wish list of the left wing, which, of course, will never become law unless Donald Trump, November the 3rd, loses the election, in which case it will become law. But uh, thanks for listening tonight. I've done some breakdown about 6 p.m. tonight while uh, watching some of the nightly news programs, which are terrible. I made a list of uh, seven, I'm sorry, eight states that are completely controlled by Democratic governors and mainly also by Democratic legislators, except in Michigan and Pennsylvania, one of the houses. But New York has about 30,000 deaths from COVID-19. New Jersey, 10,000. Massachusetts, 6,000. Michigan, 5,000. Illinois, 4,200. Connecticut, 3,000. I threw in Louisiana to make the number come up to exactly 70%. This country is filled with about 330 million Americans who care deeply about freedom. And, and those states, those eight states, uh, comprises 
about 70% of all the cases. The rest of the country, largely, you can't say unaffected because you can't watch the media without going nuts. But when look at the numbers from the coronavirus tractor, uh, the tracker, which is on Real Clear Politics, they put together the numbers from, from the WHO and from the, from the CDC and the HHS and all the rest, and they update it once a day. That uh, when you have democratically controlled states of New York, New Jersey, Massachusetts, Michigan, I don't think Michigan has too many subways, uh, Pennsylvania, Illinois, Connecticut, Louisiana, you have where the problem is located. It is a blue state versus red state. When the red states handle it, the numbers are completely different. Now, there are outliers, such as what's happening in California and what's happening in Kentucky with a Democratic liberal governor inside of a red state. And Kentucky, by the way, is doing a magnificent job, but the Democratic governor of Kentucky, Andy Bashir, will not let the state return to normal because he is uh, expecting somehow to lead Kentuckians away from the path of evil by going to church, going to a bar, going to a restaurant, praising the Lord. In Kentucky, for example, in the typical year, there's 707 deaths of seasonal flu in Kentucky. Through uh, last night, Saturday night, there were 335 COVID deaths, which is almost exactly half. So in every year, Kentucky suffers much more greatly from the seasonal flu than from COVID-19. But Bashir holds a daily news conference in which he holds your hand, which causes me to think about the comments of one C.S. Lewis, who was a great theologian. He died, I think, in 1963. And he said that tyranny for the good of its victims is the most oppressive at all. Now, think about that. I know best how to run your life. I hear this often from Gavin Newsom. I hear it from uh, sometimes Republican governors. I hear it from, I hear it from uh, Andy Bashir every day about how I'm in charge of your life and I will take care of you. And that is not the method or the means by which we become and are great Americans. C.S. Lewis said, among other things, and this was a great uh, column he wrote uh, many years ago called God in the Dock. C.S. Lewis said, of all the tyrannies, a tyranny exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive. To be cured against one's will and cured of states or conditions which we may not regard as a disease at all is to be put on the same level of those who have not yet reached the age of reason or those who never will to be classed with infants, imbeciles, and domestic animals. That's what C.S. Lewis said some 50 or 60 years ago. Gavin Newsom was on this morning. One of the, I think it was Gavin Newsom was on with Jake Tapper. And he said the following, quote, We're being challenged all across America. Every single day, governors are being challenged. Local health officials are being challenged. And it's a spirit of collaboration. Those that continue to pursue things that put people in harm's risk, you have to step up efforts and enforcement and sanctions, unquote. So he's saying that in California, if you want to practice your religion in a state that has uh, eight deaths per 100,000, and of the eight deaths, four are in nursing homes, not in the general population. So in the great large state of California, there are four deaths per 100,000 residents of California. And, and, that, and the disease COVID-19 has now been in California for six months. What if you gave a pandemic in California and nobody came? 
That's what's happening in California. But he is saying that if you want to exercise your constitutional rights to practice your religion, to assemble, to own a gun, maybe to get together and to protest government action, if you want to open a business, if you want to work, that he's going to use the power of California law to shut you down, to have efforts of enforcement and sanctions so that you can't do it anymore. And to me, this is the height of absurdity. This is the tyranny that C.S. Lewis discussed way back in the 1950s when he said the tyranny for the good of its victims is the most oppressive at all. Because these individuals, like Gavin Newsom, Andy Bashir, and Governor Cuomo, can go to bed at night thinking, man, I'm doing great work. I'm saving my state. I'm taking care of everyone. And even though they have rights, I will ignore those rights because I know better for you how to govern your life than you know. You warn the people these are the risks involved. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Don't shake hands. Don't hug and kiss with strangers. Six-foot separation. And largely, 80 90% of those who live in the states of oppression are doing that. But that's not good enough for the Democrat, Gavin Newsom. He wants to lock you up, sanction, and shut down your business, as Gretchen Wilson is also doing. And this column that is written on, uh, in uh, Newsmax by Ron Blitzer talks about Democratic-imposed coronavirus orders face lawsuits all across the nation. Almost every time these prohibitions by governors end up in court, the governors lose. How about Andy Bashir in Kentucky that sent out state agents on Easter Sunday morning to write down the, te- write down the license plate numbers of churchgoers on Easter Sunday morning itself to later on inflict state pain on those people. He also said people cannot practice your religion. You cannot assemble. Uh, Gretchen uh, Wilson, uh, uh, Whitmer, uh, uh, I'm thinking of the country singer, Whitmer of Michigan is the most absurd of all in which individuals are going to be arrested and have license pulled if they want to work. We have the right to travel. We have the right to a public education. We have the right to practice our religion. We have all these constitutional rights. And it says in the Constitution, this is the supreme law of the land, even bigger and stronger than Governor Whitmer or Newsom or Cuomo. And they're doing this because they know best how you should conduct your life. And they don't know best. It's incredible. Another big win for freedom was uh, Governor Tony Evers, a Democrat, overstepped his authority. The Wisconsin Supreme Court said, safer at home. Who determines if you're safer at home? If the government passes not a law, but a directive, an order of a governor that does not go through the legislature and say, you must stay in your house. You can't leave your house. You can't practice your religion. You can't assemble. You can't go to work. I'm taking away your business under the 14th Amendment without due process. That is a serious issue, and that is a serious problem. Gretchen Whitmer has numerous lawsuits filed against her now, and ultimately it'll take some time, but it'll work up to the Supreme Courts of those states, and and Governor uh, Whitmer will lose. And one of the saddest things is that in the great state of Texas, as long as you oppose Trump and oppose Republicans, if you're the mayor of Austin or San Antonio or Dallas, democratically controlled areas in Texas, you will have a national platform. And you can't have states uh, setting federal policy, and you can't have cities inside states setting state policy. 
It doesn't make any sense. And I know that my friend Texas Attorney General Ken Paxton and Governor Abbott will crack down on cities that try to overrule state law. No more can California overrule federal law. It's incredible to me how normally the ACLU would be on the side of the Constitution. But in this fight, you cannot locate them anywhere. Everywhere I look, Governor Andy Bashir, a Democrat, violates the First Amendment. Governor Gretchen Whitmer violates the 14th Amendment. Governor Tony Evers violates the 5th and the 8th Amendment. Governor Gavin Newsom violates them all, and it's all for the best of intentions. And many times, for example, in Wisconsin, looking at my list, Wisconsin has seven deaths per 100,000. In the general population, that number is four out of 100,000. But Governor Tony Evers in Wisconsin wants to keep you from working, going to church, opening up businesses, or assembling. It is disgusting. So let's continue. If a line becomes available, 866-647-7337. Later on, I'm going to have a, put a call in to, uh, to my good friend James Herson in California. We're going to talk to uh, real-life Congressman Thomas Massey of Kentucky who, of course, voted against the $3 trillion in spending on Friday. And what the hell happened with that? Without hearings, without witnesses, simply passed. The Green New Deal passed through the House. And then, of course, uh, Bridget Gabriel later on about what's happening to America. If a line becomes available, which it never does, 866-647-7337. Bill Cunningham, the great American, with you every Sunday night. Gabriel's going to talk about the surveillance of the Obama administration into the Trump campaign and how it failed and why it failed and why General Flynn is in such difficulty now with a judge, an activist judge, who can't make a proper ruling. He will be overturned. Judge Sullivan will be overruled by by the Second Circuit if it gets there, if it gets that far. But Mark Levin is about the best there is. Imagine a scandal in which, uh, say, uh, George Bush and Dick Cheney surveilled Obama and Biden during the campaign using NSA and other surveillance techniques, using political appointees to play dirty tricks on the Obama campaign. And then when Obama was elected in, uh, I think it was November the 8th of uh, 2008, that during the transition period, they continued to launch uh, probes into the Obama transition to try to indict later Susan Rice, uh, so that she would flip on Obama and Biden. And then- Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void or prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off 
my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durban Marshall credit card bill. When it was discovered a year or two later, it was all part of a larger impeachment effort to get Trump out of office and, uh, and have Pence take over the presidency, then have him lose possibly to Joe Biden, who, by the way, will never be the nominee of the Democrat Party. If that had come out that the that Dick Cheney participated in surveillance of Obama during the Obama campaign, during the Obama transition, and during the first two years of the Obama administration, and it was discovered by the Washington Post that it was being conducted by George Bush and by Dick Cheney using the power of the FBI and the FISA courts and FISA warrants to surveil Obama. Can you imagine the explosion of media coverage against the Republicans, especially Dick Cheney and Bush 43, if that had transpired? Can you imagine what the media would have done with that? Well, that's precisely what Obama and James Coney and Strzok and Page and all the rest, Brennan and Clapper, that's exactly what they did against this president. And the reason it didn't come out more in September and October, more leaks to the Washington Post, David Ignatius and others, was simple. They didn't have to do it because they knew that Hillary Clinton was going to win. And so there was nearly no functional poll that had Trump winning Ohio, Pennsylvania, Michigan, Wisconsin, and Iowa. It wasn't a poll around, not one, not even Rasmussen, had Trump winning all those states in an electoral landslide. The election night and the day or two after they were shocked and said, we had better cover our tracks. We committed a monstrous crime, not just against Trump and Pence, but against the American people to make delegitimate their selection over Hillary Clinton. And Hillary had the drapes selected. She had all the cabinet officials hired. She had the federal judgeships waiting for everyone that helped her to get elected. It was all a done deal. The swamp was full of rats and mice and mosquitoes and alligators and crocodiles and snakes of every description. But all of a sudden, uh, we decided not to go along with the plan in 2016, and we elected Donald Trump. And so now what do they do? They had better get into overdrive to cover their tracks. And this is not 99.9% of the FBI. It is people like Comey, Strzok, Page, and that group, and Rod Rosenstein, who authorized the FISA warrants, knowing they were a lie. The affidavits were lies. Can you imagine if elements of the Bush-slash-Cheney administration had lied under oath to a FISA court to get surveillance of Obama administration officials coming in, what would have happened to that story? It would have been the biggest story in the history of the world. It would have made Watergate look like a parking ticket. But because the object of this is Trump to get him out of office, the media is completely pulling its punch and not allowing coverage. They can't handle it. Now, Durham at some point, or Jensen at some point, U.S. attorneys, are going to do something with the felonies committed by elements of the Obama administration especially whoever leaked the information to the Washington Post about the surveillance of General Flynn. And then after several months and about a year and a half of putting up with the echelon of the FBI coming after him and given the choice of having his own son indicted and possibly sent to prison, Flynn fell on the sword for his family, admitted lying to an FBI agent, not perjury, by the way, lying to an FBI agent in order to save his family. What, what an incredible story of courage. And he's on the board of Act for America with Brigitte Gabriel. So I'm going to have her on in about an hour and a half to talk about General Flynn. It's the greatest story in the world. And Mark Levin, the great one, laid it out tonight on Fox 
Life, Liberty, and Levin. And uh, I honored a pinch hit for him every now and then on his radio show. And it was wonderful. The story not told. And will anyone be indicted? I'm not certain they will. How hard will they now fight to keep Trump out of office uh, a second term, as hard as they fought to keep him out of office the first time? And if they would have known that you and I would have selected different leadership in November of 2016, they would have leaked more negative lies about Trump and or Pence and or Flynn, whoever it might be, ahead of time. They didn't have to pull out all the stops because Trump wasn't going to win anyway. So we had the information. We could leak it. Let's not leak it. We could make things up. Comey, the six foot ten inch representative, the Ephraim Zimbalist Jr., the FBI, he was on board. Clapper on board. Uh, struck on board. All of them got together and said, we can't let this happen. And they said, well, since he's going to lose anyway, let's just we'll cover it up later with Hillary and with Bill. They know where the bodies are buried. We're all going to get rich, write the books. We're going to be federal judges for life. Life is good. But then you intervene and said, no, we're not going to go that route. So uh, Mark Levin tonight on Fox News was uh, spectacular. So let's continue with your calls. We have calls from Washington, South Carolina, Illinois, Massachusetts, Oklahoma and Nevada. If a line becomes available, 866-647-7337. And I've, I've, written, I've read some of the stuff Brigitte Gabriel has written about uh, General Flynn, who's a friend of hers, serving on boards with Brigitte Gabriel in about an hour and a half. And uh, it's good stuff she's written, and we're going to relate, relate that to you tonight. Also later on, of course, is uh, Congressman Tom Massey of uh, Northern Kentucky and also James Herson living in the People's Republic of the Sunshine State of California that wants to be bailed out by you. Bill Cunningham, the great American, with you every Sunday night. Trump is in trouble for saying that all the lockdowns have happened and uh, will disappear after the election. They're existing many times simply to hurt his father. And that politically, according to Eric Trump, his dad can't hold these 50,000 seat arena campaign rallies. And of course, Joe Biden now has an excuse not to campaign because no one can listen to him more than five minutes without coming away thinking he's not up to the task. And I've had family members who suffer from Alzheimer's and dementia. I understand it, but I wouldn't put any of them in a position where they would run for the presidency of the United States. Joe, Dr. Joe Biden at some point has got to say, Joe, let's go home. Let's go back to Delaware. You've done your best. The Democratic Party in July or August will not permit him to be the nominee of their party. Now, the problem is number two choice would be someone that can't get elected either, Bernie Sanders. He's a socialist. Of course, we've enacted socialism, so why put him in there at all? But the idea that expressed by Eric Trump, that they're trying to milk the coronavirus outbreak for political advantage, is angering many on the left because they want to act as if they have the best of intentions, which many times they do not. So uh, we'll see what happens. I'm going to contact Eric uh, this week, see if he'll come on with us again on Sunday night to talk about this. And uh, I, I do not believe that uh, come August, they moved the convention to August in Wisconsin, that the Democratic Party is going to 
put uh, themselves through a nomination process where Joe Biden is going to be their nominee. Every month that goes by, it gets worse and worse and worse. And uh, I, I also like to read columns that uh, by November, the American people are going to figure out this wasn't the crisis pictured in the media to begin with. And to a large extent, if I was sitting in the Oval Office or if I was sitting where Mike DeWine, who's a good person, sitting in Columbus and told by all my experts that there's going to be two to three million dead Americans and that we're going to have, for example, in my home state of Ohio, anywhere between 25 to 60,000 dead Ohioans and 10 times that number is going to be in the emergency rooms, I might react the way they reacted because I'm thinking, oh, my God, they got to know what they're talking about. In my home state of Ohio, the Cleveland Clinic in, in Cleveland, the Wexner Medical Center, the James, Ohio State in Columbus, and in Cincinnati, the Christ Hospital, Good Sam, St. E's, the best hospital systems in the world are right here. In fact, U.S. News and World Report said Ohio has the best hospital system in the United States, which means in the world, because of the Cleveland Clinic, Wexner, the James, and the Christ Hospital, and all the great hospital systems we have in Cincinnati. So what we were told the middle of March is get ready. Tell the cemeteries to get ready. Funerals, get ready. We're going to have twenty-five to 50,000 or more dead Ohioans. And we're going to have 10 times that in the hospitals, like every other state. They told the hospitals to empty out. No diagnostic, no elective, none of that stuff going on. We want none of that to transpire. We've got to get ready for this incredible surge. So here we sit uh, heading toward the middle of May. Middle of May. And we're five months into this. Some say six months into it. And in the great state of Ohio, which uh, is under the complete control of Governor Mike DeWine, we've had 100, I'm sorry, 1,600 deaths, which is 13 per 100,000. 13 deaths per 100,000. And of that number, six are in nursing homes. So in the general population, it is seven out of 100,000. In Texas, general population is three out of 100,000. In Wisconsin, it is four out of 100,000. In Kentucky, it is four out of 100,000. Tennessee has three out of 100,000. In uh, Florida, it is, it is nine of 100,000 in Florida, but of that number, four are in nursing homes. That means in the general population, five Floridians out of 100,000. What if they gave a pandemic and nobody came? Well, you don't stop. You keep marching on with your head down as if we have a pandemic. Some states have serious issues, but even those states were never overrun in their emergency rooms. Governor Cuomo in New York said that not one New Yorker died wanting medical care. So even in those states, the reason to shut down was not to overwhelm the medical system, the ERs, and to flatten the curve. Guess what? The curve is flatter than an IHOP pancake. It is flat. But they can't say, you know what, we were wrong. I'm sorry, we screwed up. We trashed the economy. We added 6 to $9 trillion in debt, put about 60 million Americans out of work. So far, about eighty-five to 90,000 dead, which, by the way, is almost a rounding error when it comes to health crises. Uh, I tweeted this out. 1% of the American people is 3.5 million. One-tenth of 1% is 350,000 deaths. Uh, Over 
0.99% of the American people are unaffected by this pandemic. Unaffected. But the media acts as if it's the end all and be all because we've had, sadly, many deaths. If I'm one of the ones who die, or you're one of the ones, or your mom or dad in the nursing home, it's terrible, especially if it was preventable. Most of the nursing home deaths in New York were preventable. The media doesn't cover it that way, but I just did. Governor Cuomo indirectly participated in the killing of nursing home patients because of his ruling to put them back in nursing homes when they were COVID-19 positive. That was a killing field for the elderly in New York State. Indirectly, he caused their death. New Jersey, largely it's the bedroom communities up against New York City. Same thing with Connecticut. Bedroom communities up against New York City. As I said to start the show tonight, take those eight large states. They have 70%, 70% of the COVID-19 deaths, but most of the country is locked down. Why is that? Because tyranny for the good of its victim is the most oppressive of all. So said C.S. Lewis about 60 years ago. These Democratic governors, especially Bashir and Whitmer and Gavin Newsom, are, are acting as if they know better on how to govern and rule your life. It's incredible. Let's get back to life. Now, there are going to be infections, and sadly, there'll be some deaths, just like there is from all kinds of human ailments. It happens. We have to get back to work. We've got to get back to school. I know the stat in my state of Ohio. Do you know how many school children between the ages of 6 years old and 18 have died of COVID-19 in the state of Ohio with uh, 1.7 million in school? The answer is zero. In the state of Kentucky, Andy Bashir goes on radio and television every afternoon making decisions for Kentuckians they need to make for themselves. There have been a total of one school child died between the age of 6 and 18 in the state of Kentucky. Yet the schools are shut down. Why? Because there's this sense that the school kid might give it to a mom or a dad who might give it to a grandparent. Why does government make that decision? We know what the decisions are. Schools must reopen. But do not allow Democratic governors to say to you, I know better how to run your life. I know better. I will tell you when you can worship in church, a mosque or a synagogue, I'll tell you when you can protest government. I'll tell you when you can open your business. I'll tell you when you can go to work. Those are my decisions to make on your behalf. It's the soft bigotry of high expectations. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill socialistic governors that will be rejected. And I pray to God come November that the Democrats have a rude awakening. Well, let's continue. Thousands on hold, millions are listening. If a line becomes available, 
7337. Let's go to John in South Carolina, the home of the Gamecocks and the Tigers. James and Sa- uh, John in South Carolina, welcome to the Bill Cunningham Show. John, go ahead. Willie, yes. you're a great American. Uh, let me look up. I'm going to look up your South Carolina deaths per 100,000. Do you have some idea what they are? Well, Willie, I got two subjects. First off, I want to say thank you for your service, for picking up a weapon and standing a post up there on Victory Parkway so long ago. Well, I, I was in ROTC, and if the Viet Cong hit Victory Parkway, Lieutenant Bill Cunningham would have been out defending Victory Parkway. Bill, uh, first, you remember the State of the Union. You yes. remember the disrespect yeah. Nancy Pelosi showed Donald Trump. Uh, can you imagine if John Boehner, who disagreed with uh, Obama, had stood up and tore up Obama's speech on television at the conclusion, what would have happened? Oh, holy hell. Oh. Oh. Bill, Bill, but this tells me it's time for Donald Trump to hold a fireside chat. He needs to tell his people to build a fire ring on the South Lawn, and then he needs to invite Nancy Pelosi over and then take her 1,500-page piece of you-know-what and toast marshmallows with it. Wouldn't it be great if he tore it up, showed her the respect that she showed him? I have the stats here in South Carolina. You have in South Carolina a total of 385 deaths. The seasonal flu causes 600 deaths per year, South Carolina. You have seven deaths per 100,000. And the general population, four of 100,000. You have about half the seasonal flu death. Is South Carolina locked down? Uh, not anymore, Bill. Bill, Bill the real, we're, we're skirting around the real reason for this. The real reason is Americans love HVAC. Notice how morbidity in Europe and poor countries has starting to really crash and go lower. Yep. Notice how that hospitals, uh, nursing homes, and meatpacking plants, which all have recirculated air, those are where your hot spots are for this virus. And also it appears if you're in a warmer climate, and people are outside, hopefully walking around golf courses, playing tennis, going into parks, on beaches, that it appears that this is a typical virus that tends not to do well in sunlight. So California, despite the efforts of Gavin Newsom to make it worse, uh, California has eight deaths per 100,000, and probably COVID-19 has been in California for six months and that is a paltry number when compared to the general population. But he can't give up the idea. He needs help. He needs help from the federal government. He needs help from South Carolina, John, to pay off the debts of California. I understand, Bill, but I do believe that it's and, – and all you have to do is think about it. You really don't want to ride an airplane because the air doesn't circulate that well. Right. Okay. Well, I'm, well, I'm, I'm with you. Bill, I'm with you on that. Bill, get, find somebody out in Seattle. I think it's the Swedish hospital about 20 years ago. Changed their architecture on their hospital. All the rooms that face to their inside courtyard, they took out the sealed windows and put in screened windows. And I believe that they had a 20% better uh, outcome for everybody with more sunshine and fresh air. So everything you just said, 
That's right on. Let's play ball. I say, John, let's play ball. Let's have the Clemson Tigers defend somehow their national title, maybe beat Alabama again. The big issue is this. Will California, will Gavin Newsom allow college sports to operate with my good friend Mick Cronin, the basketball coach of UCLA, been a friend of mine for many years. Will he allow that college sports to continue or the NFL or the NBA in California when they don't have much of a problem at all? Will he decide for Californians how you should govern your life because his policies are good for you, even though as a victim of his policies, you don't agree with them? Tyranny for the good of its victims is the most oppressive, according to C.S. Lewis. And so Gavin Newsom wants to make decisions for Californians about how to govern their lives. And he wants others in the country to pick up the pieces of Democratic socialist failures for the past 50 years in California. So let's continue with more. Thousands on hold. Millions are listening. If a line becomes available, 866-647-7337. Bill Cunningham, the great American, with you every Sunday night. hearing the term unprecedented because it makes it look as if America has never had a pandemic or epidemic before when it has had many. Look at the list going back about 50 years ago, 1968, 1969, 100,000 Americans die of the Hong Kong flu. And uh, translating those numbers to today, that'd be 180,000 Americans died of the Hong Kong flu in today's numbers. And it wasn't a big deal. New York Times did a couple of stories about it, but said the scientists are working on it. Eventually got some sort of a vaccine available that may not have worked. This thing died out. So America, 50 years ago, 68, 69. Also in 1954 to 1956, of course, there was the Asian flu that killed about 80,000 Americans. In today's terms, that would be about 180,000. That, that's the, certainly in lives in being. 1918, 1919, 1920, the Spanish flu killed approximately 675,000 Americans. Today's numbers, that'd be 2.2 million. And that was used as the predicate by the Imperial College in London and by others to force governors and presidents to act as if we're about to face a catastrophe. Whatever city you live in, whatever county in this great country, do do you live in an area where a hospital was overwhelmed by COVID-19? The answer, of course, is no. The reason to have the shutdown, lockdown orders better at home was to make sure the hospitals were not overwhelmed. I mentioned earlier, Cleveland, Cincinnati, Columbus, great hospital systems, did not have significant numbers of COVID-19 patients show up. Presently in Ohio, there's about 34,000 hospital beds, and of the 34,000, about 3% are occupied by COVID-19 patients. That means 97% are available, are open. Many, and even in New York City, Governor Cuomo said not one New Yorker died because of a lack of a ventilator or lack of care. And that was in the belly of the beast in Chicago. Same thing with with uh, Mayor Lori Lightfoot with her extreme languages about people are going to die. She said, quote, this is not playing Russian roulette. This is playing with a gun that's fully loaded and cocked. This is because a 100 churches in Chicago, many black churches said, look, enough is enough. We know what to do. 
We'll wash our hands. We will not greet each other. We'll try to maintain social distancing, and we'll have on masks. And we'll do it ourselves. Let me decide how to govern my life. I'm an adult. I'm not an infant. I'm not a child. I'm not mentally deranged. I know how to govern my life. I know what to do. I know what not to do. So 100 churches in New York New York, and in Chicago have both said, no, we're going to do what we're going to do. And maybe the worst is, is Governor Gretchen Whitmer of Michigan. That is about the worst there is because she is acting as a grand potentate. She's one-third of the government in Michigan. She's acting as if she's the only grand potentate. Her rulings are law in Michigan until overruled by judges and by the Republican-controlled legislature. And the media controls this in such a way to make it look as if she's auditioning to become the vice president with Joe Biden, who will never be the nominee of the Democratic Party. Please don't believe that. It's never going to happen. Never going to happen. But she's auditioning for it. And if that's an audition... I want no part of it. I've I've read columns recently about November 3rd is our time to vote. And that Brad Parscale, the chair of the campaign, has identified about 110 million likely or certain Trump voters. And he says all we need to get is about 70 percent of that number and the president can't lose. Can you imagine a world in which Stacey Abrams and Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer control the laws in this country. The first thing Schumer would do is get rid of the filibuster rule, in which, in which case the Senate becomes no different than the House. And they're going to wash away the gains that we've had as God-fearing Americans the past three years. So let's continue with more. In about 35 minutes or so, we're going to have on uh, U.S. Congressman Thomas Massey about what happened on Friday, what the hell happened on Friday in the House of Representatives. And later on is Brigitte Gabriel to talk about the Flynn situation. Uh, General Flynn is on a couple boards with uh, Brigitte Gabriel, including Act for America. Then also later on is James Person, live from Los Angeles. Bill Cunningham, the great American, with you every Sunday night. Hotels, Econo Lodge, and Roadway Inn Hotels are serving up double points for every qualifying stay. Book at ChoiceHotels.com. Now, here's the man who's been recognized as radio's best, the recipient of not one but two prestigious Marconi Awards for his broadcast excellence, the one and only Bill Cunningham. You know, facts are stubborn things, and uh, CNN, uh, the Clinton News Network, also known as CON, which is uh, the Cable Opinion Network, has this constant graphic. I'm looking at it to the right about all the deaths in America. We're the worst in the world. You and I know if you're informed, if facts matter, that is not true. As far as deaths per uh, one million of population, that's the only true judge. Because does anyone believe that China actually has low death rates compared to other countries? Does anyone believe that China has three deaths per one million? Do you believe that, Tater? Tater says yes. No. Uh, According to uh, Chinese Uh, Health authorities, China has 3.3 deaths per 1 million of population. People just laugh at that. So put them off to the side. 
Uh, America is barely in the top 10 at the bottom. Number one, the worst country in the world for COVID-19 deaths per 1 million is Belgium at about 800 per 1 million. Number two is Spain, about 600. Number three is Italy at 530. Uh, number four is the UK, England at uh, 520. Uh, number five is, uh, is uh, Sweden at 361 per 1 million. Uh, number six is the Netherlands at 330 per 1 million. Number seven is Ireland at 317 per 1 million. And then eighth, according to the WHO, is the United States of America. But I would contend that China, Iran especially, have horrible, horrible examples of COVID-19. So maybe America is as high as eighth, probably not in the top ten. But CNN doesn't tell that to you because that's not really uh, information they want out. But it's up to you to get those facts. And as far as testing, having tests done, the United States has almost as many tests conducted as the rest of the world put together, which is 12 million, and it's going up precipitously every week. So America is doing a great job when it comes to testing. And uh, terrible, if you're one of the, you know, in America, if, you, if you're one of the 90,000 that have died, it's awful. It's complete. It's kind of like if you lose your job, it's a depression. If your neighbor loses his job, it's a recession. But America, 90,000 deaths. And, of course, in uh, the great state of uh, Oklahoma, the governor has cut his death total in half because you either die with COVID or of COVID. And because the government, our government pays states $39,000 extra, if you check a box that you, you died COVID-related, you get paid. And probably the number 90000 it might be half of that. But whatever it is, it's a high number. But still, it doesn't touch the fact that 99.99% of the American people are unaffected by COVID-19. And now the summer is coming. And we're going to get therapies. There was a Johns Hopkins scientist that came on Fox News this morning who said the odds are pretty good. We're going to have a vaccine by the end of the year, which, you know, that's good. There'll, there'll be fewer deaths. But what if you gave a pandemic and nobody came and there's no hospital overwhelmed, which happened? I live in the it is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. Cincinnati, Ohio. In Cincinnati, 100 years ago, 2,500 Cincinnatians died of the Spanish flu. This time the number's 50. 50 Cincinnatians. 50. It's like a non, and you won't say non-existent because if you're one of the 50, it's complete. But in the general population of this country, the general population is unaffected by COVID-19 except by watching the media. And that's a horrible number. I mean, 90,000 is a lot of people. 
It might be closer to 70, 80. If it's 7 or 10 or whatever it is, that's a terrible number. But the general population in America is largely unaffected, except by the rules and regulations of Democratic governors like Evan Newsom. In California, it's 8 per 100,000, 8 per 100,000. Of that number, three or four nursing home settings. So in the general population in California, it is four, four out of 100,000, four. In the great state of Nevada, I got J.D. coming up. In the great state of Nevada. Nevada has uh, a Democratic governor, of course. And uh, Nevada has 11 per 100,000, 11 per 100,000, and the whole state is shut down. Let's go to J.D. in Nevada. J.D., welcome to the Bill Cunningham Show. And, J.D., how are you? I'm doing great, Billy. I mean, you are right spot on. I apologize last week. I heard you when you came to me, but you didn't hear me. Uh, Anyhow, you are the only – you should be on five nights a week. I know you got a great show in the morning in Cincinnati. Columbus Day tells me all about it. I tried to call in, but I can't get in there. Uh, So, anyhow, you have been spot on. You are the only one that has mentioned the 68-69 I believe it's 116,000 you reported a couple of weeks ago. Mm-hmm. Don't you think one news organization, uh, Dr. Fauci was 30 years old. He has never brought that up. Uh, uh, don't you think one news organization would do some kind of a story no. uh, about the comparison no. of that? I worked at Newark Airport. I was 25 years old. I did not even remember this. I used to see two or 300 people a day. In, in the greater New York City area, and I don't even remember anybody talking about this. Once you mentioned this, I looked it up. Reuters was about the only one that ever wrote anything about it uh, in the news back then, and no politicians even discussed it. So, I mean, it was a complete uh, blackout back then. But you know what I want to talk about? This Obama, this community organizer, this son of a gun, I mean, for four years he did nothing but blame Bush for everything, yeah. and now he can't take the heat. Uh, when uh, it's right in his backyard on the January 5, 15 days before the transition, all these people that are unmasking. There's a congressman out of Maryland, Raskin. He's a devil. I've seen him on TV with the, all the uh, impeachment uh, uh, hearings. His wife is a third-level employee in the Treasury Department, and she unmasked when. How the hell does that happen? Well, there is so much- I, I'm going to have a guest on about an hour talking about this. Brigitte Gabriel, she knows Flynn was on the board. And basically, they so screwed up the surveillance of the uh, of the transition and the campaign and then the actual Trump presidency. They had to have a fall guy. They could always point to this guy. They put his thumbs in the screws. They were going to indict his son, put other family members in jail. Flynn did it. But Flynn knew where the bodies were buried. They had to get rid of him. And so what happened to Flynn is an incredible story, but it's not covered by the media because it doesn't fit. And you talk about Fauci not mentioning the Hong Kong flu or the Asian flu. And the reason it's not mentioned is because it doesn't fit the narrative. It's unprecedented. Trump is incompetent. It doesn't fit, so it's not discussed. Exactly. Exactly. And, you know, I am so fed up with these Sunday shows and these cable shows with these 30-something-year-old airhead I'm going to get in trouble for this. Women with a degree in political science from the Sam Houston Institute of Technology that the only empirical knowledge that they have is of their high school prom. And they are pontificating about every different thing and questioning the president like he's a uh, like he's a criminal uh, in the news. And uh, CBS and NBC have really done it. 
Chuck Todd last week cutting off uh, A.G. Barr's uh, explanation on right. why he did what Flynn. Uh, Scott Pelley cutting off uh, uh, Pompeo. Uh, then you had a fake nurse on Nora O'Donnell's. I don't know if you remember this, about a month and a half ago. She claimed she was working in a New York hospital. They brought her on CBS Nightly News, and she couldn't get any supplies or anything. Well, they found out she was a nutcase. She right. never worked for the hospital. She never worked for the hospital. It was all made because it fit it the narrative. As it long as it fits up. the narrative, they, they go with it. Who cares what the facts are? I'm giving facts about what happened in 1968, 1969, the 2009 H1N1 pandemic. A new flu emerges. Of course, flu emerges. Obama was in office. According to this story, there was about a million human beings killed in 2009 around the world and about 60,000 in America, 2009 H1N1. That wasn't covered either. This is. You remember? uh, Go ahead. You remember, you remember Obama when there was uh, Fast and Furious, Holder lied twice, uh, Clapper lied, Brennan lied, when it was an IRS scandal with the Tea Party, when the veteran scandal. Uh, Obama has 4,000 4, people working for him. What was his response when he was questioned? I just read about it in the New York Times. I just, I, I just happened to see it. And then Biden's asked the question. He's still in the bunker. He knew nothing about it. Then he participated in the meeting. Then he had nothing to do with the criminal prosecution. J.D., is there any way the Democrats are going to let some Someone like Joe Biden be their nominee. I say there's no you, way in God's green earth. You and I are right on. I've been saying it. He will never make it till November because he is absolutely nuts. The question they're asking Biden now is what did he know and when did he forget it? Huh. How about the 1957-1958? It was called the Asian flu. And, uh, of course, Eisenhower was in office at that point. It killed 116,000 Americans. In today's terms, that'd be well over 200,000. It was largely unreported. And so whenever something can be used, they're now politicizing COVID-19 to take down Trump. That's what's happening. According to Biden, this is the worst because it's killed 85 million people. 85 million. And there's 60,000 out of of work. And 85 million are dead. (laughs) He said that the other day. I I can't believe what I'm listening. Do you think the Democrats will let him ever be the nominee? Come on. like you said, and I've been talking to my buddies, his wife has has to yank him. His son has to yank him. I mean, this man, and forget politics, uh, you know, Joe Biden, uh, like uh, Secretary of uh, Defense Gates wrote in his book, hasn't been right on anything in 40 years. Joe Biden, uh, you know, I don't want him to be president, but uh, this is not political anymore. The man is not competent. The only problem I have is who the heck they're going to put in this place. You know, J.D., if the Biden who debated Ryan in 2010 was the nominee, then Trump may have some difficulty. But with Joe Biden, it is such a layup. Of course, if you get rid of him for health reasons or because of the sexual harassment or rape charge, Tara Reid is leveled against him, then you're left with Bernie Sanders. And Bernie Sanders is less electable than Joe Biden. And, you know, I am, I am so much in love with this Kaylee McInerney, yeah, his I, new press secretary. She knocks them reporters out. He should only have her, Pompeo, and Peter Navarro. He went to war with Stephanopoulos. He's, he's wonderful. Morning. He's wonderful. He, destroy, he destroys them. And he calls them on it. What, what's Obamagate? Uh, well, Obamagate is, and he gave them an education. He took them to school. And uh, that's the type of people we need fighting uh, uh, with the press because these people are knowledgeable, and they go toe-to-toe, and they make them look like dirt. Well, uh, Jane, uh, you know, have you noticed the media is not covering Kaylee McEnany's press, com- uh, press conferences anymore?
anymore. They used no. to. Uh, I, no. I want that. To, I want that to be on CNN. I want to watch that. But guess what? They don't cover it because it she's doesn't too, fit. She's too good. She's, she's, oh, too she's good wonderful, for them. and and it doesn't fit their narrative, so they don't cover it. Hey, right, thanks a lot. We, we you have a great evening. JD, you have a great evening. God bless you. Let's continue with more. If a line becomes available, eight six 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 four seven seven three three seven, and. Uh, Coming up in about 45 minutes, we have a person who served on boards with General Flynn that has some inside scoop about what happened and how it happened and things of that character. And uh, Act for America, she's going to be here. And then also later on is uh, James Herson live from California to talk about what's happening in the great state of California. But uh, Brigitte Gabriel is wonderful talking about General Flynn. J.D. brings it up. I, I can't imagine the media reaction because they want to put a putz on and a potted plant. And when Kayleigh McEnany does what she does at news conferences as a new press secretary, the media want nothing to do with that. They, they don't want to be responded to the, the, the way that George Stephanopoulos was responded to this morning. They don't want that. They want to have one narrative and one narrative alone. Let's continue 20 minutes after the hour. Bill Cunningham, The Great American, with you every Sunday night. Flynn, and uh, in about 35 minutes, we have joining us Brigitte Gabriel, who served on a board and is a friend of General Flynn. And of course, General Flynn can't speak, but uh, his friends can. Coming up in about 10 minutes or so is Congressman Tom Massey. I want to find out what's in the bill that caused 14 moderate Democrats, if such things exist, to vote against Nancy Pelosi on Friday. I want to see what is in the bill. But to get back to General Flynn, who's a patriot, Uh, The issue is a telephone call that he had with Russian Ambassador Sergei Kislyak on December the 29th, 2016, in which he told Kislyak to relate to Vladimir that uh, he's telling the Russians, don't overreact to sanctions. We're going to review them when we get into office, which at that point would have been about three weeks later. Now, Flynn had worked in intelligence and had served in Iraq and Afghanistan for years and decades. So, General Flynn knows where the bodies are buried, and he knows how to find out information. So the Democrats had to work hard to make sure that the National Security Advisor would not be General Flynn, because he worked for a time in the Obama administration. He had connections with uh, the Clappers and the Comeys and the Brennans and the Strzok and the Pages, NSA. He had experience with all that. And so he was going to discover quickly once he got the levers of power in January as to what the Obama-Biden administration did to surveil the campaign of Donald Trump, the transition, and then he would know the first few months how the deep state would be finding information, leaking information about private telephone calls the president would have with world leaders. You might recall in the first week or two, there were leaks everywhere, like the boat was made out of Swiss cheese. And so there was always speculation, how come everyone knows what the president said to Mexico, what he said to Germany, what he said to England, what he said to Russia or to China, because the whole thing leaked. And they wanted to make sure that the policies wanting to be implemented by Donald John Trump would not be implemented. And so Flynn was the key to get him out. It is common practice during the transition for the new leadership of the new administration to communicate with foreign leaders 
to tell them uh, we're going to come into power. Uh, here's my number. What do you see as the issues? This is how we see the issues. But the Obama-Biden surveillance team knew they had to somehow get rid of General Flynn. And so the core of this was the December 29th telephone call in which Flynn told Kislyak, the Russian ambassador, don't overreact to the Obama sanctions. They're going to be changed. The investigation itself was about to be dropped because the FBI agent sent over said there's no there there. And because we find out later during the uh, Schiff investigations, the Schiff farces, that all the all the leaders of the Obama administration testified under oath that there was no coordination between Trump and the Russians. But someone got the idea of using electronic surveillance of the calls to leverage a case into existence to make sure that somehow that Flynn could not stay in office. A felony was committed somehow in which the essence of that telephone call was leaked to David Ignatius of the Washington Post, which was a felony. So someone at the highest levels of the outgoing Obama-Biden administration committed serious felonies. And uh, this kind of fits the tip of the iceberg. You might recall there were stories that somehow somehow Flynn was going to flip on Trump. Everybody was going to flip on Trump. So they had to put them under the hot white lamps to make them give information. And every time Mueller or whatever tr- thought they had him cornered, something else would flare up to indicate that Trump did not have any connection. And after the months and years and tens of millions of dollars, Mueller testified that, you know, there's, there was no information we ever could develop that Trump coordinated or conspired with the Russians to do anything. So by this point, they had to cover their tracks. It's all, almost never the crime but the cover-up. And now because of Durham and Jensen's investigation in the Department of Justice, this thing's going to fall apart sometime in June or July, and it's going to be a wonderful thing to watch. You know, Flynn actually... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill was fired and let her pled guilty to lying about sanctions in the Kislyak call, the transcript of which was never really released or made available to the public. And so we're going to find out what happened. And so imagine the biggest political scandal in American history where the outgoing administration sought to, to use their power to destroy the incoming administration's policies that they disagreed with. That's coming up in about 30 minutes. In about five minutes or so, uh, Congressman Thomas Massey will be here of, uh, of Kentucky. He's, he's been to the skiff. He understands a lot of this Flynn investigation. But I want to find out for you what happened on Friday. And when the Republicans have no power, that is what happens. Then in about an hour or so, James Hurston, I'm going to call him in California to talk about what's happening 
in the, in the Golden State and how they can take away your freedoms. And uh, tyranny for the good of its victims is the most oppressive of all, according to C.S. Lewis. Let's continue with more. Bill Cunningham, the great American, with you every Sunday night. All right, Billy Cunningham, the great American, of course, on Friday, Nancy Pelosi and the Democrats uh, desire to spend an additional three trillion dollars to bail out uh, California, Connecticut, New Jersey and other democratically democratically controlled areas. And uh, there were very few objections. There were about 14 to 16 Democrats who voted against it. And basically all the Republicans did, including Congressman Thomas Massey of northern Kentucky. And uh, Congressman Thomas Massey, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Congressman, how are you? I'm doing good, Bill. How are you? Doing well. Now, first of all, what the hell happened on Friday? No committee hearings, no witnesses, simply uh, remote control voting. What the hell happened? (laughs) Well, Nancy Pelosi rolled out her wish list, her socialist wish list. Uh, She called it the Corona 2.0 or whatever, but... There was $50 billion in this bill for the EPA for environmental justice grants, whatever that means. And well, it, uh, who's it, in favor of environmental injustice? So I would imagine <laughs> this is going to fund a whole bunch of liberal uh, Green New Deal situations, correct? Uh, that, yeah, that more than doubles their budget. And then uh, the $10 million for the National Endowment of the Arts, $10 million for National Endowment for the Humanities. But – uh, you know, what we got to do, Bill, is we got to open the economy. And this bill that Nancy Pelosi had on the floor, which, by the way, it passed, although there were some of her members that, who defected, 14 Democrats who didn't vote for it. Some of them thought it was too reckless, and some of them thought it wasn't reckless enough. <laughs> right. But but the thing, the, the main thing in it that I think is most hurtful is that it extends the $600 a week until January 2021. January 30th. So explain that, because uh, I know some small business owners have a hard time getting their own employees back, because if you take the four or five hundred bucks a week from the state, add six hundred bucks to it. That's like fifty five thousand dollars a year tax free. Explain what that means. Well, and I hear the same thing myself, Bill, here in Kentucky. Uh, I have people that in small businesses who send me the text threads of their exchanges with their employees where they're trying to get them to come back to work. And the employees say, you know, I'd really like to come back to work, but I can't afford it because I'm getting this extra money for staying at home. Right. And uh, and so now the businesses, the small businesses that would have qualified for the PPP, the payroll protection plan, uh, they can't qualify for it because in order to qualify, you have to get your employees to come back to work. And they can't get them to come back to work. So Nancy Pelosi is basically in this bill. She would say, "Stay home until January 2021," which is just after the election, right? Just after the election. Now, I am going to bet that even though this bill passed, it's not going to pass the Senate. Okay. No. In fact, Mitch McConnell said it's dead on arrival, no. and, and Donald Trump says he's not going to sign it. But I'm worried. You know, this is the starting point for a negotiation. And uh, there will probably be some kind of extension in there that will go on. There's, uh, let me tell you some of the other stuff that's in this good, bill. Good, good. 
Uh, five five billion for um, internet at home. A um, hundred billion for the Department of Education. That's an extra hundred billion for the Department of Education, and the schools aren't even open. Right. Um, there is <laughs> there's a lot of money. Fifteen billion that goes into uh, the, a section of the highway code that covers recreational trails and bike trails and pedestrian projects. So I guess she's going to fund bike trails during all of this. Um, oh, there is a transit emergency relief, and your listeners be interested in this. Of the $15 billion in this bill allocated for public transportation, $12 billion is set aside for grants to urbanize areas with populations of 3 million or more. Now, here's the problem. The Cincinnati metro area falls short of this threshold at $2.12 million. Which is part of your, uh, more or less part of your GO. Of course, you're in northern Kentucky. Yeah. But, in but Cincinnati, we're part of that area. But, but all yeah. kinds of smaller rural counties, whether it's Wisconsin, Michigan, Texas, wouldn't qualify either. Right. They won't qualify. But even a city as large as Cincinnati won't qualify. So this is clearly a bailout for uh, subways in New York and Washington, D.C., But talking about – while we're talking about New York and California, here's something else Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer – I'm sure he had something to do with this. They slipped into the House bill. Uh, Presently, there's a cap on how much of your state and local taxes you can deduct from your federal taxes. And this mostly affects the more affluent people in New York and California. In other words, Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi's donors. And what they have done is lifted that cap in this bill so that their rich donors can get uh, a tax break out of this bill in New York and California. Right. That's So that was put in here. Another uh, another $1,200 for everybody. I, you know, uh, <laughs> well, it goes on and on. And it was so bad, not even Democrats. I'm watching Gavin Newsom, governor of California, in one of the uh, one of the morning talk shows. And he talked about bailing out the California, Chicago being bailed oh. out, New York. In other words, those who live in Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, smaller states and well-run states like Texas and, and Florida would be bailing out and paying taxes to pay off the bad decisions all over urban America and all over the pension system. And he says it's the patriotic thing to do. Is there a sense the way the House is now constructed, that thing by itself would probably pass under Nancy Pelosi, but it would not have passed like four years ago under Republicans. But my point is going to be, look, if you have Joe Biden, who I don't think is ever going to be the nominee of the Democratic Party, they're not that stupid to put him up. Whoever the Democratic nominee is and hook them with Pelosi and hook them with Schumer, Something like that would pass, and many parts of this, of America would be paying for the problems of California financially. That's right. The, the The taxpayers in Indiana and Ohio and Kentucky would be bailing out years, decades of of bad decisions in blue states like New York and California, and that's and that is in this bill. Okay, that's in this bill, and it passed. In other words, a bailout for New York and California, their state governments. And uh, it won't it won't make it through the Senate, hopefully. But what I'm worried about, like I said at the beginning here, this is the starting point for a negotiation. Yeah. And they need they need 60 votes to get anything through the Senate. So, well, you know. it's not, it's not going anywhere in its present form. But uh, Powell has said it. The president has said it. 
Trump has said it, that basically we have to do something, but that something cannot be bailing out blue states at the expense of red states. And I, ju- I just I just ran off again the uh, the real clear politics, which is which is the CDC and other uh, demarcations. And I, I look at some uh, deep blue states that are having tremendous problems, including Cuomo in New York, who, who put uh, older folks released from hospitals into nursing homes, which caused the, the death of 5,000 older citizens. And he said earlier today that after our old people die, I can imagine if you had said something like that. Uh, but, but in New York, uh, there's 145 deaths per 100,000. In New Jersey, 1,100 per 100,000. Massachusetts is 83 per 100,000. Michigan is about 500 per 100,000. And the media applauds Whitmer and they applaud Cuomo. But states such as uh, red states, may I say, Ohio has about uh, 16 deaths per 100,000. Georgia's 16. Texas has 13. Uh, Virginia has 10. So the, the red states tend to do a lot better than the blue states. And Congressman Thomas Massey, when I run down this list, there's little or no correlation between states that were not shut down as opposed to states that were shut down. For example, in a state like Wyoming, it comes down to one person, 100,000. They didn't shut down. In West Virginia, they didn't shut down. It's four per 100,000. And so states that shut down and didn't shut down, you have the same, uh, often the same result. So then why is your home state of Kentucky still largely shut down? Uh, I look at this list, Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky has seven deaths per 100,000 in Kentucky. And of the seven, three are in congregate settings of nursing homes. That means in the general population, there's about four deaths per 100,000. And Governor Bashir still has Kentucky largely shut down. Why? That's right. Well, we're a red state with a blue governor, and it's irrational. The policies they apply in New York should not be applied to Kentucky. But some of these, some of these uh, Democrat governors are basically trying to get the attention of Joe Biden so they can be right. his running Whitmer. mate. Whitmer, mainly Whitmer yeah. and Cuomo, I guess. Yeah. But and, and then and then you've got the other governors like our own governor who's cribbing off of what they're doing. And it's ridiculous for for Kentucky. I mean, in fact, outside of um, the, you know, the major metropolitan areas there, uh, it's uh, it's less than the flu. I mean, I hate to say that people get mad when you say that. But once you get outside of the major metropolitan areas and then the statistic you quoted for Kentucky is actually true in almost all the states. Uh, 38 of the 50 states. uh, I have the number here for the seasonal flu death CDC 10-year average. Your state of Kentucky is 707. Uh, Presently is 334 have died of COVID-19. That means less than half of the flu. I don't think your state is shut down. And in fact, if you took away the five counties uh, around the Empire State Building, if you, you take away New York City, and the two or three counties in Connecticut and two or three in New Jersey, they have over half the entire problem, and that drives the narrative. But Kentucky, which is a red state with a blue governor, has less than half the deaths of the seasonal flu. Uh, Nevada, for example, has uh, also less deaths from this than the seasonal flu. But in Nevada, they're also largely shut down with the casinos. Do you think politically, I hear the president say this, that, that the Democrats want to have a failing economy to run against them November the 3rd? Oh, absolutely. I, I think they want it to be as as bad as it could be. Um, and the other thing that you said, Bill, that I have to agree with, because I've looked at it on a state-by-state basis, is that um, in a lot of these states, 
it's over over half the deaths are in nursing homes. Now in Kentucky, it's a high percentage. It may not be half, but it's probably at least thirty percent. And uh, and I think you had that number already. You right. quoted like three of the seven right. out of a hundred thousand. Right. Uh, we if we had spent one uh, percent of the money that we've spent in these omnibus bills on just taking care of the nursing homes, right? We could have cut the the impact of this of this virus in half that way and kept the economy open. Because this is the other thing that, that you're going to start to see. How many people haven't got a cancer screening right. during this shutdown? And we know, like for cancer and diabetes and heart disease and high blood pressure and all these other uh, complications, the sooner you, you, you start treating those things, the the less it costs to treat them and the more likelihood that the person survives. Yet we're, we're, we're wading into like the second or third month, depending on which state you're in, of this shutdown. They, they have really just about bankrupted rural health, the hospitals, right. by, by preventing any kind of uh, elective procedures from happening. They've been laying off nurses. And um, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, to, to me, the only real point that Trump continued to make is that, yes, but the economy is great. And now maybe the editorial boards, the mainstream media said, you know, we have an issue to tear him down. But I think it's going to boomerang. I'll give you some example in New York State. And, you know, every morning or every afternoon, Cuomo holds a news conference. Uh, New York State has 30,000 deaths. Uh, New York State is 30,000 deaths. Uh, Texas, for example, has 1,300. Florida has 1,900. New York State is 30,000. And they put DeSantis and they put Abbott under the hot white lamps repeatedly. The media does because they don't care. They want to kill people. In Georgia, Kemp's doing a great job in Georgia. Georgia has 15 deaths per uh, 100,000, half in nursing homes, so seven in the general population. But the media focuses on narratives, and one of the narratives is is that the Republican Party doesn't have a good economy going, and the Democrats, there's very few Democrats working hard to get the economy open. Most Democrats are working hard to get it shut. And, you know, Tom Massey, Congressman, if you go into the idea, I want to get this economy open, you can find a reason to do it. And if you go into it with the idea, I want to keep the economy closed, you can also find a reason to do it. And one of the worst examples is in Michigan, which is a state a little bit smaller than the state of Ohio. They have 5,000 deaths in Michigan, and Ohio has 1,600. But they do not do reports on how the blue state governors have failed miserably with human lives. And I could not imagine what would have occurred if a governor, uh, Cuomo, said today about, well, he was asked the question about why did you put discharged older Americans into nursing homes uh, under under uh, law in uh, New York who had COVID, he said, look, old people are going to die anyway. I can't imagine someone like Trump saying that, but the media doesn't focus on it because the media wants Trump to lose and the media wants the Democrat to win. Now, before I let you go, can you give me some sense of where the Congress is on the issue uh, of what's going on with uh, the FISA war and with General Flynn. Is there some sense that that is Obama Gates uh, Achilles heel and the media won't cover it? What is the sense in Washington about what Obama and Biden did uh, to the president? Uh, well, here's my frustration, Bill. The, the FISA court and the uh, upper echelon of the FBI, they're like chemical and biological weapons. Everybody complains when somebody uses them, but nobody's willing to, to get rid of them. 
what what the president should be doing, he should be threatening to veto the reauthorization of this FISA program that's moving through the Senate and it's going to come over to the House in the next week. It may go by proxy vote if Nancy Pelosi has her way. But I think, uh, well, I've maintained since the beginning because I was in a skiff and I learned information about General Flynn that told me this guy's a, a great American, as you might say. He's a patriot. He's been innocent from the beginning. And, but this is – imagine if they can do that to, to a general, what they can do to you. Right. And that's what they've done. And uh, I don't know. I don't know what's going to happen in D.C. Uh, we can't even have a hearing. We're in the minority. We couldn't call the witnesses if we, did, if we got the hearing we wanted. Um, but I think there need to be hearings in Congress. I, I think – see, how convenient is it, Bill, that all this stuff is surfacing? And now uh, Congress is out of session. <laughs> Pelosi's not calling us back, and we haven't had a single committee hearing or meeting uh, in like six weeks. How convenient is that? Well, she also may keep out the Congress until sometime the end of July. I kind of like what Eric Trump said on Friday night. He said that the Democrats are going to milk this thing as much as they can to make sure the arenas are not filled this fall and to give Joe Biden a free pass so he doesn't have to give a speech over five minutes. And as a consequence, right after the election, they're going to drop this COVID-19 like a hot potato. But, uh, Congressman, we got to run. I wish you well. And uh, you don't have much to do because Nancy Pelosi won't call you back in the session until the end of July, which is kind of ridiculous. That's right. And, and here's what I keep saying, Bill. We need to attack the virus, not the taxpayer. These, the, if we pass another bill, number one, it should be tied to the governors opening their economy. But more importantly, it should be about getting the data we need to make good decisions about this virus. It shouldn't be about bailouts and getting the socialist agenda. That's what this $600 a week is. It's a minimum in basic income that they've all campaigned on of $2,400 a month. It's a minimum wage of $15 an hour, and they're going to try and make it permanent. All right. Congressman Thomas Massey of Northern Kentucky, welcome again. Well, welcome. Thank you again for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show, and God bless you and God bless America. Congressman, thank you very much. God bless you and your listeners. Thanks, Bill. All right, Thomas Bye-bye. Massey of uh, Northern Kentucky. He was one of the congressmen that stand firm, voted against this thing. We'll see what occurs down the road. Let's continue with more. If a line becomes available, 866-647-7337. Bill Cunningham, live with you every Sunday night. Billy Cunningham, and it's pointed out, and I point out with you every Sunday night, I have a lot of great stations in Florida and Texas and Tennessee and Georgia and Nevada and California. And when you compare what's actually occurred in Florida and what they said would happen in Florida, how many deaths would happen in Florida, and compare that to New York State, it is a joke. Someone should do the national story on what's happened in Florida under the leadership of Ron DeSantis as opposed to the media darling in New York. So let's continue with more. Coming up next is Brigitte Gabriel. Bill Cunningham with you every Sunday night. Willie. 
brought to you by Choice Hotels. Econo Lodge and Roadway Inn Hotels are serving up double points for every qualifying stay. Book at choicehotels.com. Now, here's the man who's been recognized as radio's best. The recipient of not one, but two prestigious Marconi Awards for his broadcast excellence. The one and only, Bill Cunningham. Billy Cunningham, the great American, for quite a period of time. I've not had on Brigitte Gabriel in quite a while. Act for America. Brigitte Gabriel, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And Bridget, how are you? Uh, great. Great to be back with you, my friend. I read some of the stuff you have about General Flynn and Obama, and I can't recall the last time a commencement speaker, and I've done a few of the commencement addresses at University of Toledo Law School, at a couple of high schools, one college, and they generally talk about the past and the future, and you've been given so much, but you have so much yet to do. Go out there and change the world. Uplifting stuff. So Obama gives a state of the uh, a commencement address on Saturday that went all over the country in which he took pot shots, uh, political pot shots at President Trump, which has never happened. I can't ever recall a commencement speaker, a president taking shots at the president office holder. And, of course, Trump had to respond to it. And so on the night, nightly news tonight and elsewhere, and the media spends his time going after Trump. But in reality, it all comes back to General Flynn. Now, I, I know from speaking with you that General Flynn was on your board. You have some insight as to what was going on. And so I think many of who listen tonight across the country understand that this was almost a bloodless coup. But what was the original reason, if you know, as to why Comey, and all the other uh, all the other Obama sycophants wanted to unmask Flynn. What was the real reason they went after Flynn so hard? Well, the reason why they went after Flynn so hard is because when Flynn became the director of the National Intelligence Agency, he was going to reform the intelligence community. Remember, Flynn served in Iraq and Afghanistan. He yes. is a seasoned military intelligence officer. He understands our enemy. He understands how they think. And he, when he took over the agency, he realized what's happening on D.C. on the inside. He realized Obama's incompetence, the way he dealt with Iran. He actually clashed with Obama on the Iran deal. He understood ISIS, and he clashed with Obama over ISIS. It got so bad that finally uh, 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 Flynn was forced to resign, and actually Obama warned at that time President-elect Trump not to hire General Flynn because they were afraid of what Flynn will do in reforming the intelligence community. So everyone felt threatened, from Brennan to Comey, to Obama, to everybody, because Flynn understood the swamp and wanted to change it, and they needed to get rid of him before he can really take his office, take his job, and start changing things in Washington D.C. And so, the conversation that Flynn had with the Russian ambassador Sisliak would have been known by Flynn to have been recorded by somebody, the NSA. And so, whatever he would have said to these two FBI agents, struck uh, went over to see him. Uh, Unbeknownst to Flynn, he was the target of a criminal investigation. He thought it was like a maybe a get-together, how you doing, and they turned it into something it wasn't. And so because Flynn knew the conversation would have been recorded, and because the FBI agents that I actually spoke on the 302 said that there's no there there, there's no, there's no coordination between Trump and Russia, it looked like they had to get rid of Flynn because if he spent months there unraveling the ball, the yard, the, the ball of yarn involving the Clinton emails and all the other diplomatic errors of uh, of Obama and Biden, 
and Hillary, that that would have been a real scandal. And once they went down the road of attacking Flynn, they had to get him out. It was so bad that in a private meeting, there were two things that Obama said to Trump. One, North Korea is going to be a big problem. And number two, you've got to get rid of Flynn. And because the president did not get rid of Flynn, the FBI con- concocted a plot at the highest levels to put him into a trap bankrupt the guy and say, if you don't plead guilty to making a false statement to an FBI agent, we're going to indict your children. And so, and so that's what happened. Exactly. And poor General Flynn. Look, I know Flynn personally. Like you mentioned, Flynn served on my board until he became, uh, until he, uh, President Trump won the election and uh, General Flynn went to serve uh, with Trump. And Trump uh, and Flynn understood that Trump was the real deal. That's exactly why they were working together. That's exactly why we knew when Trump got elected that Trump knew our enemy on the inside because Flynn had briefed him on everything. Flynn had trained Trump. Trump, at that time, candidate Trump, on everything that was going on inside Washington, D.C., as well as uh, the, war, the theater of war that we were fighting, what's happening in Iraq, what's happening in Afghanistan, what's happening with our enemies, what's happening with ISIS. He understood the problem. And Trump, at that time, was looking for someone that he can count on and he can trust. And I can tell you from personal, my personal relationship with Flynn, Flynn is the most ethical, honorable man you will ever meet. He always puts America first. He is so loyal to the United States. He is unapologetically patriotic. And so when Trump appointed Flynn, uh, Flynn was not somebody that he had to go through the approval process. And that's what killed the Democrats. Because uh, Trump was able to appoint Flynn, Flynn, no questions asked. They had to figure out a plot to get rid of him. And you're exactly right. They used his son against him. And that's why Flynn pled guilty, because he was trying to save his son, who was newly married, was expecting a child, and what he did, what every father would do, protect sure. your child at all costs. And so the crime that was really committed was one of six or seven in the Obama White House who leaked this information to the Washington Post, and that was a felony. Do you have any idea, was it Obama, was it Biden, was it, Su- was it Susan Rice? Who do you think leaked that to the Washington Post? Well, we do not know exactly, but we know that 37 people from the Obama administration were involved in the unmasking of of General Flynn. 37! And the names keep coming up, so we know that Obama knew. Uh, And I hope they get to the bottom of it, and I hope that justice will be served to all the the bad actor, the the swamp dweller from Comey to Brennan to McCain to everybody else who was involved uh, with General Flynn. It is a tragedy what happened to him. A general who served our country honorably for 30 years, laid his life on the line, left his family, missed his children's birthday, missed his children's uh, life, served for 30 years, and then he came back to serve as a civilian. And this is what they did to him. He lost his home, his life destroyed, he is financially destroyed. Um, And I hope everybody else get get their justice served. You know, and the conspirators of Obamagate include the mainstream media that won't cover it like a scandal. In fact, I was watching MSNBC this morning, and they can't use the word Obamagate because it feeds into a narrative that they can't handle. None of these things could happen without the complicit, without the complicit behavior of the mainstream media, which is keeping the lid on this. And maybe it's going to be Jensen. Maybe it's going to be Durham. Somebody's going to blow the lid off this thing at some point. But if the media didn't cover it the way the media covers it, this would be the biggest story in the world. 
my goodness. I mean, we have so many stories that the media is not touching because it makes the Democrats look bad. Actually, a lot of people on the Democratic side right now, Bill, are shocked to hear some of the information because for the last three years, they have been fed this lie of the Russia collusion, Russia collusion, Russia collusion. And right now, they're getting to the point where they have to cover some of the things coming out, and people are stunned. I, I, I was having a, a, a lunch with a friend of mine today, and we were talking about, uh, you know, what's happening with General Flynn and what's happening with this uh, uh, whole unraveling of the lies and the corruption inside D.C. And my friend was looking at... With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. Me shocked, like it was news. Like, no, that couldn't possibly be happening, Brigitte. No. And I said, yes, it is happening. But when you watch MSNBC and when you watch CNN and and all the corrupt left media, you're not hearing about this stuff. But again, they are carrying the water for Obama. They think that Obama. They wish that Obama is still president, and they're treating Obama as if he is still the president. And they are still covering up for the Democratic Party and all their crimes because they would much rather lie. They would much rather destroy the country instead of saying something that will make Trump look look uh, uh, good or even that will uh, uh, say that Trump actually knew what was going on. Remember when Trump used to say, they're spying on me, they are eavesdropping on me, they are doing this, and everybody would say, oh, he's crazy, he's making this stuff up. Now when you look back, you realize, oh my goodness, I mean, President Trump knew so many things way ahead of it before anybody else knew anything. Can you imagine in 2008, If Dick Cheney and George Bush, 43, went after Obama before and after during the transition period, and it came out later that Republicans concocted a scheme to ruin the foreign policy and the administration of Barack Obama, what would the media have done with that story? Oh, my goodness. Oh, my goodness. Oh, Oh, they would have exploded. But you know what? There is no fairness. And before, they used to cover it up. You know, at least before, we used to suspect, oh, my God, the media is biased. And, you know, we on on our side of the aisle, those of us who love our country, who respect our veterans, who salute the flag, who stand up for the national anthem, who actually believe in American values, believe America is exceptional, we used to think, well, you know, it's so unfortunate that sometimes they, you know, their reporting can be skewed bias. Right now, the country is so divided, Bill. There is our camp and there is their camp. Our camp, those of us who are loyal, patriotic American citizens who love our country, who put America first, who believe America is exceptional, and their side, who want to turn America into a socialist country, and they would lie, they would cheat, they will kill, they will do everything they can, including destroying the country for their 
children. If that means getting rid of Trump and getting rid of people like you and me who are sounding the alarms and saying enough is enough, stand up and fight for our freedom while we still can, because we are losing our freedom before our, before our very eyes. You know, before we talk about Made in America, Brigitte Gabriel, I sent out a tweet a couple days ago, and I said the following. Governors have taken away our rights to assemble, to pray in church, to attend school, to open our businesses, freely travel, our right to work, and now order the Boy Scouts will be, bo- will be barred from placing small American flags on graves of U.S. soldiers on Memorial Day. These absurdities must end. The states that are opening up tend to be red states, and the states that must be shut down are blue states. Why? Yeah, exactly. Because because they want a dictatorship. And you know what, Bill? The best thing is this has been a preview of what socialism looks like, because what we are experiencing right now is exactly what leads to lawlessness and dictatorship, where these governors rule with a fist. They have literally appointed themselves dictator-in-chief, and this is how they're acting. And this has been a wake-up call for Americans, a wake-up call to understand how important freedom is and how fast we can lose it. And the slippery slide. Remember when they first told us, stay home, it's only for two weeks, and everybody thought, you know what, I can stay home for two weeks to stop the pandemic. I mean, I'll do my part, it's not so bad. And then we all stayed home for two weeks. And then they said, well, you know what, let's just extend it another two weeks. It's just a suggestion, just to make sure, you know, uh, 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 we really curb, you know, uh, the rise of this pandemic. And we thought, okay, I, you know, I enjoy being home for two weeks, I'll do it another two weeks. Right. And now they're talking about taking it all the way to August and right. September. I mean, look yep. what's happening and schools that's opening. This is how they lure you into losing your freedom one step at a time. And now they're turning it into law. If you are out, we're going to fine you. We're going to arrest you. We're going to throw you in jail if you disobey our orders. And this is why the American public needs to wake up and wake up now and become engaged and become involved. And I urge people to go to our website, Act for America. Dot org and join us. Actforamerica.org because the time for thinking about America and wishing for America and hoping for America and praying for America is over. We can do all that, but without taking action to stand up and fight for our freedom and protect our country is gone. It is now. We need to do it now. Actforamerica.org. Frisian Gabriel, lastly, I look at the list. I ran it off about 6 p.m. tonight. The state of California, per 100,000 deaths, have 150 deaths per 100,000. Florida has nine. Texas has uh, four. And so in states in which there's reasonable precautions, keep things relatively open, things are going well. In states that they buckle down, and if you think about all the, one might say, well, they have a lot of subway systems and mass transit, but in Michigan, uh, it's it's 50 per 100,000. In Florida, it's nine. And Michigan is a similar state to Ohio. Instead, Michigan is 50 per 100,000. Ohio has 13, with the majority of those being in nursing homes. And so when you have Republican governors with control of things and your Republican legislatures, you have much better results than you have Democrats who demand the economy be crashed to make their opponent more electable in November. Now, lastly, talk about Made in America and what you're doing for Act for America. 
exactly. And that's why we need to bring manufacturing back to the United States. We are working on both levels, the federal level and the state level, to work to pass laws to be able to bring manufacturing back to America. And part of us helping American businesses, we put a list on our website titled Made in the USA, where we have the most extensive national directory of American businesses that manufacture product in the United States from beginning to end through the whole manufacturing process. We want to support American businesses. We want to let the public know about them. So when you buy a product, you will be able to buy a product made by an American company, by American workers who are making a living so we can keep the money in the United States. Go to actforamerica.org and click on our Made in the USA. You'll see the banner. And we list the companies by sectors, uh, Bill. If you, we list companies, furniture, electronics, jeans, uh, clothing, beauty supplies, everything you can think of. Uh, all companies made in America, we have vetted them. We, are, uh, we check them all out. And if you know of any company that's not on our list and you're listening to us right now, email us so we can add them. Go to actforamerica.org and let's support American businesses and keep the money in our country. Yeah. And look, Bill, yeah. I, I'm sure you don't mind and I don't mind paying an extra few dollars for no. a product to make sure Correct. that our country is safe, our businesses are prospering, and our people are employed. We are willing to pay the extra few bucks. And it's about time now, after this pandemic, for Americans to come together and start supporting American businesses and encourage our government to bring everything back to the United States so we can buy products that we control and we benefit our country. Lastly, I would say that I trust the American people in the long run, and these polls I do not believe. And I think the Democratic delusions are going to bury them November the 3rd of this year. And that the American people in Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin cannot stand what's happening because they've lost their constitutional rights with the best of intentions. Some of the worst things that happen in the world is when those who rule us act as if they're doing it for our better uh, better angels when, in fact, we don't want things done. When they tell us, I'm doing this for you, you're too stupid to make decisions on your own behalf. I will make them for you, and we can't have that. But once again, Brigitte Gabriel, we got to go. And uh, your website is Act for America, and it's always a great pleasure to have you on. And all, I always say we get the government we deserve, and we deserve the government that we have. If you live in Michigan and Pennsylvania and Wisconsin and Kentucky, those are areas of this uh, nation that that are just drowning in rules and regulations and edicts. If you live in Ohio, if you live in uh, if you live in uh, Florida, if you live in Mississippi, Alabama, Georgia, or Texas, you're in a much better part of this country. Well, we got to run. And once again, Brigitte Gabriel, thank you for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show. And my friend will do it again. Thank you very much. Hey, thank you, my friend. It's a pleasure. Thank you. And God bless America. Well, let's continue with more. The line becomes available eight six 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 four seven seven three three seven. I have a belief that the Democratic delusions will bury them in 2020, what's happening. I have that sense. Do you share it with me? Bill Cunningham with you every Sunday night. All right, Billy Cunningham, the great American. I want to get on James Hurston next of Newsmax.com. He's a Californian. He lives in Los Angeles. I watched this morning Gavin Newsom beg for money, pleading for dollars on CNN, that suddenly all the taxpayers who live in Minnesota, Ohio, Kentucky, Indiana, Tennessee, Georgia, Nevada, we all got to pay for California and Chicago, New York City, that somehow that it, it is the duty of taxpayers to bail out blue state governors and mayors that have led horribly for the past uh, several years and decades, that suddenly we're going to have to pay our taxes to go to them. 
Also, part of this, you heard it from Congressman Massey, this uh, uh, assault uh, state and local taxes that uh, are confiscatory in New York City and Los Angeles, that somehow this thing has to be twisted to reverse the fact that those individuals are uh, not paying their fair share into the federal treasury. Coming up next is, as I said, is James Herson of Newsmax. He's a great columnist and writer, and he's going to talk about the status in California and how that does not represent the American people. California, the Golden State, has become nothing but uh, a cesspool. Let's continue with more. Bill Cunningham, the great American, with you every Sunday night. I'm Billy Cunningham, the great American, a great night of a talk radio, and uh, also during the night of the last dance. But uh, I loved having on Congressman Thomas Masley, who says that there's a good chance that the Congress will not be back in session till the end of July because Nancy Pelosi is is frightened, scared, and doesn't want to have anything occur. And then also having on Brigitte Gabriel's always a kick. But uh, James Herson of Newsmax.com, one of my favorite guests, because he has chosen to live in the uh, golden state of California. In fact, in and around Los Angeles, which I find almost impossible. And James Herson, welcome again to the Bill Cunningham Show. And James, how are you? I'm doing well. Thank you very much. Uh, you know, trying to uh, hold back my righteous indignation <laughs> over being uh, locked up as a prisoner in this great American country. I just, uh, I can't, you know what's amazing to me, Bill, is that so many of these so-called progressives, Yep. They traced their ancestry back to the flower children and hippies of the 1960s. And yet they have become the most authoritarian dictators. They are the people who pointed the finger at the president of the United States and called him a dictator, called him Hitler. And now they've all become little Hitlers. It's so ironic. Well, let me let me share with you something. When I was at Xavier many, many years ago, I did a couple of papers at the time on C.S. Lewis, who's a lay theologian. Uh, he's a lay uh, the- uh, He was in theology and those things. He was a, a Christian thinker, and C.S. Lewis was very good. And he wrote the following. Of all the tyrannies, a tyranny exercised for the good of its victims may be the most oppressive of all. It may be better to live under robber barons than under omnipotent moral busybodies. At least the robber baron's cruelty may, may sometimes sleep because at home he may think, what the hell, I have the power to do it, I'm going to do it. And, and that he may be more likely to go to heaven yet at the same time likelier to make a hell on earth. This very kindness stings with intolerable insult. To be cured against one's will and cured of states or conditions which we may not regard as a disease at all, is to be put on the level of those who have not yet reached the age of reason or those who never will, to be classed as an adult with infants and imbeciles and domestic animals. That's what C.S. Lewis said in God in the Dock. He made the point that tyranny for the good of its victims is the most oppressive of all. So when I listened to Gavin Newsom this morning, it was on one of the Sunday morning talk shows, he was talking about, after all, even though we have few deaths in the state of California, looking at my list tonight, it, it is eight out of 100,000, and of the eight, three are in nursing homes. That means in the general population, it's five out of 100,000. If you fill up the Los Angeles Coliseum, there's going to be five individuals, three of whom of those five have pre-existing conditions, are going to die of COVID-19. In other words, it is not a problem. 
And so what Gavin Newsom wants to do, like Andy Bashir wants to do in Kentucky, or what Cuomo does in New York is say, look, guys like you, James Herson, you don't know what's good for you. You don't know how to conduct your affairs. Therefore, I'm going to engage in tyranny for the good of its victims, and therefore I know better than you. How does he get away with that in California? Well, it's the same thing. I mean, we see these governors across the country in blue states primarily who are basically doing things that their own state constitutions do not allow because even the emergency powers have limited scope in time. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. And in use, I mean, uh, obviously, it's a one-size-fits-all policy. It's draconian. And by the way, C.S. Lewis, you wrote a paper on C.S. Lewis. He is the greatest Christian apologist of all time and a a tremendous fantasy writer as well. Uh, But his thinking is just so beautiful. Uh, Literary apologetics, I love it so much. Uh, And I'm familiar with that quote, and it's so true. Uh, similar to what Reagan used to say about the most dangerous thing in the world is someone from the government who wants to help you. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it's, but it's like this. I mean, maybe for listeners to understand, it's kind of like uh, everything we do involves risks. Sure. Uh, one of the great risks is driving. There are people that die. Uh, far more people die from uh, accidents, auto accidents, than die from COVID-19. So if we want to prevent auto accidents, what we should do is tell people not to drive for three months or six months, and then auto accidents will go down. But the problem with that is we lose our freedom and our ability to travel. In Southern California, we drive to the bathroom. So we can't even move if we can't drive. So it's, 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 you know, taking away liberty en masse to protect people, and that's your point, is by uh, definition tyrannical. It is, and it's most impressive. And they do it whenever I watch. Cuomo was this morning doing one of his news conferences again, and and so far in New York, about 30,000 New Yorkers have died, five or 6,000 directly because Cuomo put uh, released older folks from hospitals back into nursing homes when they were COVID-19 positive, and he wouldn't let the nursing home operator bar that from occurring, and 5,000 died, including the in-law, the older uh, in-law parents of uh, Janice uh, Janice Dean, the weather machine on Fox News, and five or 6,000 people directly died, and he had a quote this morning to the effect of, well, that's what old people do is die. I mean, I read this... 
Oh. Yeah, they were going to die anyway. Right, they were going to die. That's what I, so let's hurry it up a little bit. See, look, and, and this was based on locking down, you know, these states in the U.S., was based on these computer simulations that proved to be totally inaccurate within weeks. And then they said, well, we have to reduce the strain on the medical infrastructure in the hospitals. The U.S. hospitals are not, and it turns out they were never in danger of collapse, even in New York, where they were strained the most. And so somehow they came up with this idea, even social distancing. You know, one of the things that's interesting, I mentioned the hippies. We go back to the Hong Kong flu that killed a million people worldwide, killed 100,000 people in the United States. It was in 1968 and 1969, and right in that period was Woodstock, (laughs) where there were 500,000 people not doing the opposite of social distancing. They were all... You know, involved in they were they didn't have clothes and they were hugging each other and embracing each other, and as you know, we didn't hear anything in the press at that time. We can go back and search. No, there was really nothing. There was no no lockdowns. New York Times had a story about it that there were tens of thousands of dying. It was a medical issue. Started in '68, continued through 1969, and it made the point that we didn't have cable television. And I'm I'm confident the reason we have what we have today politically is in every newsroom, there's three or four channels up there of Fox News, CNBC, CNN, MSNBC, and that drives the entire conversation. Uh, I was in I was in college in 68, 69, 70, went to law school in 71. That was going on. It was a medical issue. In today's terms, that would mean 200,000 Americans would die of the Hong Kong flu. But we had 54 to 1956 was the Asian flu. Of course, 100 years ago, we had uh, almost 2 million Americans die in today's numbers from that. And it was never weaponized politically until now. Why is that? Yeah, and I think what we get, we have to, I think most Americans are waking up to this. No matter what we say the origin of this virus was, and no matter, no matter what the thinking was, even though we know the models were wrong, they scared the president and his task force to death and about 2 million people dying. dying. We now know that the curve has been flattened, that things have peaked, that our hospital beds are available, that the medical uh, infrastructure, the PPE is out there. And yet what we see are these um, state and local politicians saying that they're going to reopen, but not yet. Not yet. Saying Keep that, it and going. They, and in, in the case of Gavin Newsom, for these larger counties in uh, Southern California, he uh, put in a, a poison pill requirement. He says there has to be two weeks with zero deaths for two weeks, meaning zero COVID deaths. Well, in L.A. County, with the homeless population, that is impossible to achieve. He knows it. And Orange County and uh, San Bernardino County and Riverside County have banded together. They've written a letter to the governor. They seem to be implicitly threatening some litigation. And there is there's a revolutionary spirit sweeping through the Golden State right now. The uh, protests are getting larger and larger. There are churches that have opened their doors in defiance of the governor. There are counties 
that have have said we're not going to follow the rules. Riverside County, which is a very large county with millions of people in the Inland Empire, the sheriff in Riverside County said, my sheriffs are not no. going to enforce the governor's orders anymore. And as far as I'm concerned, open it up. And the restaurants are doing it. And they're all practicing common sense because they're all scared by the media. Common sense, masks, social distancing, all the same things that are happening at Walmart and Target sure. who never shut down. And as far as we can see, we look at Georgia, we look at Sweden, we look at Texas and Tennessee. Florida. And, and Florida. Georgia. And what did the media say? They said Georgia was going to be. Erupt. A, <laughs> yeah, it was going to be at this death center of the world. Uh, that Kemp was a monster, and we don't. We, we see the opposite. We actually see um, the number of infections going down, the number of deaths going down. So these theories have been proven wrong by the data. Now we have data, and it does. It, we have to be honest. When we see blue state officials, bl blue state local officials all kind of dragging their feet on reopening. Uh, we have to consider the political motivations, and they're there. There's three of them. One is they want mail-in voting to cheat. Right. And this is a great – keeping the lockdown going, going helps strengthen the case for mail-in voting as we get closer to November. They want to keep Joe Biden locked in the basement. And the more we have the lockdown, he has to do virtual appearances – where, you know, they can always cut them off and say there's technical difficulties. Right. And the third thing, of course, is they're burning down the economy. They're deconstructing the economy to get, do what they couldn't do with the Russia collusion hoax, with the Ukrainian impeachment hoax, with the Stormy Daniels, Michael Cohen, uh, Michael Avenatti, um, on and on. Ukraine. Uh, Yes. And and so and what they're so they want to unseat Donald Trump and get him out of the it, White House. It was House. kind of this morning. Eric Trump said Friday or Saturday it might have been this morning. They're going to keep this thing alive and milk it as long as they can to keep Trump off the campaign trail and to keep Biden off the campaign trail. And, and I just penned. Maybe you could give this to Gavin Newsom since he has that 14 day rule. And I looked up so far. Three thousand people have died of covid 19 there's going to be over 4,000 people die in california of traffic accidents what if he would say no one should be allowed to drive again until there are at least non-fatal accidents for 14 consecutive days and then when we can slowly begin to phase in certain classes of people who can drive again but only half the posted speed limit would that fly in, would that fly in california it can't fly because in california you know we we really don't have that kind of public transportation they have in cosmopolitan cities and so yeah people will and actually none of it is flying now in california just like none of it is flying across the country because there is a feeling of indignation and a kind of rebellious spirit and we see it bubbling up in bigger and bigger numbers they uh they're planning i think they had they had thousands of people in san diego san diego yesterday and they're planning a really big demonstration they call Liberty Fest in Sacramento coming up. And uh, California, you know, here, here's the real 
litmus test, the 25th Congressional District Special Election. Yeah, talk about happened. that. Talk, talk about Katie that is, and what happened there. That's good. Well, yeah, you know, uh, Katie Hill, We the public learned about her. I mean, even the Democrat Party that seems to tolerate all kinds of alternative lifestyles couldn't tolerate Katie Hill, and they forced her out because we learned a new word, a throuple, which a throuple. is a kind of a throuple. i got to talk to Tater about throuple. I'm not sure what that is. <laughs> well, it's three people who uh, engage in a consenting relationship and have intimate relations. She oh. put up videos of herself, oh, great. and then she cheated on her throuple with uh, someone. There's the problem worked. right there. The three was okay, yeah. four got too much, a three-way is one thing, a four-way so, quite another. So she resigned, and they got a very similar kind of candidate uh, to run, uh, who was a uh, a party hack uh, person that had been uh, in the state legislature, and this uh, former Navy fighter pilot named Mike Garcia came, and the media in the beginning said he's got no chance, and as it got closer to the election, some of the media said it was a toss-up, and it ended up a landslide and this is a district most of the voters are from los angeles from the city and what it says is i guess we have to say it this way there's a lockdown backlash well what it, it what it is is that the media didn't cover that election they covered the one in wisconsin with the supreme court justice that lost they didn't ca- cover that election in california because that didn't fit the narrative did it no, it doesn't fit the narrative. There are some in the media now writing, you know, hey, the Democrat Party better wake up. There might be something serious here. But at the, at the time it was happening, I think some in the media thought that maybe because we have ballot harvesting, that somehow that uh, the Democrats would be able to make up the difference by running out. After the election. Getting, afterwards. Yeah. Got 14 oh, afterwards, days yeah. afterwards. Yeah. yeah. Not on Election days. Day. No, on election day, and and the the this particular district, I think he ended up up almost twenty thousand votes, and they couldn't make up the difference, and the Democrats conceded, and it it bodes badly for them in the upcoming election because yeah. it, it, I think it I think the polls are inaccurate in part because there's a confounding variable of people not telling the truth to pollsters. They're afraid to say, and especially in the presidential election to say the word Trump, that I might vote for Trump. Oh. You can't say that because well, someone may call you a racist. Well, James Hurston, we got to run. But tyranny for the good of its victims is the most oppressive. So said theologian C.S. Lewis. It was true 80 years ago. It's true today. And once again, James Hurston, good luck in California. Good luck living there. And once again, thank you for coming on the Bill Cunningham Show, my friend. And please, we'll do it again. Thank you. I need more than luck. I need prayers. And thank you, Bill. God bless you. And James Hurston, thank you. Well, let's continue with more. Bill Cunningham, my final remarks next with you every Sunday night. All right, Billy Cunningham, thanks for listening tonight. Especially enjoyed having on James Hurston of Los Angeles, Brigitte Gabriel from the East Coast, and also, of course, from the heartland is Congressman Tom Massey. I want to leave you tonight as we go off the air with a final thought, and that is very simple. That tyranny for the good of its victims are the most oppressive of all. Whenever I hear Gavin Newsom or Cuomo or Bashir in Kentucky speak 
It's almost as if they treat us as children, infants, imbeciles, and farm animals, and that somehow you and I cannot make independent judgments on ourselves about how to conduct our lives. Having been warned as to what not to do, the government knows best how to handle your problem. Tyranny for the good of its victims is the most oppressive of all. Well, thanks for listening tonight. Bill Cunningham, the great American, with you and your family every Sunday night. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.